This is the Sun Devil Fast Break with ASU men's head basketball coach Bobby Hurley. The Sun Devil Fast Break is presented by Arizona Ford Dealers. So the final 2.9 seconds inbounded to Des Cambridge. Launches from backcourt. He made it! He made it! He made it! Cambridge knocks down a three from backcourt, and the Sun Devils have won it! The Sun Devils have won it on a desperation three-pointer from Des Cambridge! Tim Haley, Kyle Dodd on the call. Saturday in Tucson, the end of a uh, great basketball game and a great ending for the Sun Devils as they upset the number 7-ranked Wildcats and here to talk about it with us. And the uh, remaining schedule, the head coach of the Sun Devils, Bobby Hurley, joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Bobby, good morning. Uh, congratulations on a great win Saturday. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Uh, I'm convinced it was my appearance in studio last week. There's yeah, no doubt about it. Guys. Ooh! You guys gave me the magic we needed. Can Thank we take you. credit for that, too? <laughs> yeah, we gave you some right mojo, ahead. man. We gave you some good mojo. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, I, I've, I've listened to that, that play-by-play call from Tim and, and Kyle a million times. I'm sure you've heard it a lot, too. But one of the things on the video that stands out is, is your reaction just kind of spinning around toward the crowd with your hands in the air. Bick and I were talking about it, Bobby. It was kind of reminiscent of Jim Valvano well, looking for somebody to hug after the NC State uh, win in, in, in the tournament. What, what's going through yeah. your mind at a moment like that? I mean, it was an out-of-body experience. Uh, I've, had, I've had it go against me. I, I've had it as a player uh, happen for me. So, I mean, it's indescribable, indes- really. It, it was... Uh, yeah, I just I didn't know where to go. Um, and I, I I lost it. Um, I was just so excited for for the kids. It was such a hostile environment, such a tough place to play. You know, it's it's one of the top places uh, that I've ever been to in terms of environment. So uh, to get down ten, to be able to fight back the way the kids did, to show that type of grit, resiliency. Uh, it was a great game to be to be a part of, too. I thought it was a very well-played game, you know, a high-level game. All right, well, tell us about setting the strategy for that for that miracle shot from Dez because he, he did have a nice cushion. I still cannot believe that he wrong-footed that shot, but that's about as pure as it gets, Bobby. Well, we, we work on end-of-game situations, and, and we have a, a, a play that's similar to that. But it wasn't really the type of personnel that I've, I've usually had on the floor at that point, having multiple guys foul out. And, uh, you know, so it was – I wasn't able to get everyone on the same page for that play due to a lack of timeout. But I was able to get three guys, and two guys had to be on the free throw line because Balo was shooting the first foul shot, and we were able to let Jemiah know I wanted him to inbound the ball. We wanted to get a screen for Dez take a couple of dribbles and get the best shot you could and that's kind of how it all how it all went down and you know ironically I was you know watching our first game versus UCLA uh, yesterday in preparation for Thursday and and uh, Des hit that same shot really at the end of the first half in, in, in our arena and he was off that right foot which is kind of unnatural for, for a righty you would usually you know yeah. jump off your left leg yeah. but in both cases he, he jumped off the right leg and, and he switched both of them so maybe we got to get him the ball there a little yeah. more. <laughs> Bobby Hurley, that in the playbook, the head coach right. of ASU, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata mornings. That wasn't. I mean, you mentioned.
mentioned the shot against UCLA, obviously Saturday in Tucson, but Des Cambridge also hit the game winner up in Boulder uh, in a game where you guys were not shooting the ball well from three, but he steps up and he hits that three. And People will debate about this, the clutch gene, whether or not it exists. I think it does, and I think it lives within Des Cambridge. Can you just talk about his ability to step up in the in the big moments, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, he's he's like one of those guys that has so much confidence and, and belief in himself, and there's certain guys that don't want the ball in those moments, uh, but but he's he's someone again that's just got tremendous belief in himself and uh, and knows he's capable of making those type of shots. He wants the ball. He wants the responsibility uh, of uh, of determining the outcome like that. He's proven it a couple of times, and he's uh, you know he's cold blooded out there. Right? He wants to take big shots and. Uh, and he's hit a bunch of them for us this year. I probably shouldn't go down this road or put any focus on this, but but I noticed this earlier in the year. It seems like sometimes the pollsters can't wait to kick you guys out of the top 25, and, and it seems to be a, a, a much harder crawl or climb coming back the other way. Arizona didn't really dip much out of the loss, which means they're a really good team, and it would seem that you guys should get a good jump out of that. Do you feel like you're getting the requisite push that you should have out of that game? No, um, I just I don't know how we move eight spots. It's uh, in the net. It didn't make any sense to me when you win a game like that. Uh, anyone that knows college basketball, I mean, just look at the sheer numbers. The the record that Arizona has at home, and that they're almost unbeatable there. They're uh, they're one of the top offensive teams in the country. They having a great inside game. They, they were shooting. I mean, they played well and we beat them. It wasn't like it was a bad game and someone had to win it and we happened to hit a, a you know miracle shot or whatever. It was, you know, two teams going toe-to-toe. It's, it's a game that you would see in, a, in an Elite Eight. You know, that's how it felt to me. So I, I don't think we, for whatever reason we are, and uh, that's beyond our control. But, you know, I can tell you, you know, you win a game like that. We have other road wins at Oregon and Colorado. We have a bunch of road wins and neutral wins. You, you talk about Creighton and and, uh, and the way we beat Michigan and, and BCU is winning their league. So, like, we have some really good wins. And uh, I don't get it. I mean, we, you know, we have two, we're 20 and 9, and there are teams that have 13, 14 <laughs> Yeah, are, are considered like right in the NCAA tournament. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, including one. I was looking at Joe Lenardi's latest uh, projections, Bobby, before last night's action. But Oklahoma State lost to Baylor last night. I mean, they're seven and ten in their conference. They play in a, a really tough conference. But we've talked to you about this. The, the Pac-12, uh, by by not being as strong as it's been in years past, is, is really wreaking havoc right yeah. now on your resume. You're a twenty-one team, for goodness' sake. Yeah, I mean, you, you almost wish you had a crystal ball and you could figure out, hey, which league should I schedule in a non-conference? You do the best you can. I mean, we we went to Brooklyn across country to play a top twenty team in Michigan, and uh, and more than handled our business in, in those two games. And then and then uh, you know you figure you schedule in Creighton, their top ten team, so you you feel like you're doing your your part in terms of building a schedule. I guess we should have had a Big 12 on our schedule. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, one of those annual wins against Kansas yeah. would have looked real good this year. Um, Austin Nunez was not available to you uh, Saturday in Tucson. Uh, what is his condition for this weekend in, La- in Los Angeles? Do you expect to have him back? Yeah, we were we went light yesterday. We had uh, you know a number of guys uh, do more skill and you know, after a game like that uh, for the guys that played heavy minutes. Uh, 
it, it was a, it was more of a mental day. But uh, got to meet with Austin, and he looked so much better than before we left to go to Tucson, and he looked like himself again. And uh, he was in a light workout yesterday, and we're going to gradually progress him. He, you know, continued to have you know symptoms at the end of the week, and we're just following you know the doctors. Uh, and the medical here, which is his return to play protocol. And it's going to be close, but, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, about his availability as the week goes on. You know, in the last couple of years, you guys have dealt with a lot of bad breaks. You haven't done a lot of complaining about them, um, but there's been a lot of obstacles that have popped up in front of your path. And, and you, you, like I said, when you were here in studio, it seems like you've had this thing so close on a couple of different occasions. Is there any way this, what we just witnessed Saturday in Tucson, will be it is symbolic of of maybe something finally on the other side. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I hope that we build on it. I mean, that, I hope that's not the, the you know top of the mountain for us this year. And, and certainly, uh, there's a lot more exciting games on our schedule this week, and uh, and then and then we're we're going to Vegas, and, and uh, you know, you should. I would think the guys would be. You know, more empowered to want to go and do more because of just seeing the potential that we do have when we're when we're playing that well. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a great moment. I, I you know, we we relived it one more time yesterday uh, at our team meeting, and hopefully, we've moved on now and we got some big games in front of us. There's a lot on the line this week. Yeah, big game in front of you. Uh, first stop, uh, Pauley Pavilion, where UCLA is undefeated, and, and you, you've seen them before, and it played a really good game for about thirty. 35 minutes against UCLA. How much are the guys jumping at the bit to get another shot at the Bruins? Well, I mean, they're a great team, and, and Mick Cronin's, you know, one of the best coaches in college basketball. So, you know, they're a historic uh, story program uh, with all the championships and in L.A. on a Thursday night on ESPN. I mean, what more did you really ask for? And they're, they're playing great. They've won eight in a row, and, uh, you know, they, they obviously clinched the uh, the regular season, but, uh, you know, they're still playing for NCAA seeding to be, you know, potentially a number one seed. So, I, you know, we expect to get their best shot, and uh, they've been very good at home. They have not lost a game at home this year, so it'll be uh, you know a huge challenge for us. Uh, and uh, they're a very good defensive team. You know, points were very hard to come by in our first game, especially early in the game. So, you know, we we got to make sure we bring our defense uh, to LA this week. I wanted to ask you one other question about the Arizona game, and it's not necessarily uh, specific to that game, but a situation popped up in the second half where uh, Balo got uh, fouled. He's going to the free throw line, but he's injured enough. He comes out of the game. Can't shoot the free throws, and Arizona gets a better free throw shooter on the line. I, that that rule does not exist in in the NBA. If you're not healthy enough to shoot the free throws, you, you can't play the rest of the game. Do you think that is a rule that needs to be revisited in, in college basketball? And is it ripe for some some maybe funny business? I mean, obviously, I'm not on the rules committee to to make that determination. But I I would uh, if if I was allowed to. Do what I wish to do. I would say that whether it's in the first half or the second half, if the player can't shoot the free throw, they should be disqualified from that half. Meaning, if mm. you know it happens in the first half, they shouldn't play again. You know, they could figure out the injury, and if he's able to play in the second half, wonderful. Uh, if he does it in the second half, shouldn't be able to go back in the game. All right, here's my last question. So, yeah, yes, it was somewhat of a miracle finish, although as Vinny and I talked about, guys making half-court shots and beyond, not that rare in basketball in this age and, and generation of player. But but this was an 89-88 to 88 game, which means you guys, you were right there with a really good basketball team on a day when everybody was firing, and so you, you it's a great accomplishment. 
accomplishment. Take us inside the locker room. What does it feel like to, to go through a season like you guys have and have that kind of moment, to be able to share that kind of moment at McHale Center? Yeah, I mean, it's I, it's just such a hard place to win. And, and you know that going in. And, and you know, it's a hostile environment. Uh, they're a great team. They're a top team in the country. And, and, and again, you, you, you played them when they were playing well. And, and there's no better feeling to, you know, to close it out that way in such a dramatic way. And, and then, you know, all the work you put in, you, you get that moment, you know, to celebrate. And, uh, I mean, the guys were going nuts. I mean, it's for at least like 30 minutes. They were just re- <laughs> reliving it, talking about it. You know, everyone's pouring water. I mean, I got drenched. It was, uh, it, I mean, it was great. It was, it's, it's kind of the moments you live for and why we do this uh, for, for special moments like that. Bobby, congrats again on the win. Best of luck in Los Angeles this weekend, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Very good. Appreciate it, guys.